quite a minute man i apologize but i'm back sorry for the wait this your boy this your motherfucking boy king known uncensored i got another one for you it's called the 30 run y'all see luca damn and they did that shit without Kyrie. but you know unfortunately the mavericks still lost that game but that was crazy though Regardless of the loss, even though they did not get to finish the job, but it's still worthy of talking about, though. We'll get to that a little bit later. I'm only going to talk about Friday's games and Saturday's games, so don't look for any other days. All right, man. Charles Barkley, this is the Warriors. Oh, boy. Charles, 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 Charles. This man has been doing this shit for at least three, four years, bro. He'll diss the Warriors and just say that they're old and washed up. Now, have I had my commentary about Clay and Draymond? Yes. But I said I didn't think that they were washed up. I felt like, you know, they should come off the bench and be this generation's Igadala and Sean Livingston. They could be those type of players. But my thing is they would have to pick up a younger guy, a young all-star or an all-star that is in their prime. But Charles basically said that you know that they old and washed up which is ridiculous I mean he said that Steph you know has been dealing with injuries he he gets an injury then it's over for him I'm just like well Charles Steph's been dealing with injuries his entire career like if you recall back in the early days you know, Steph had ankle problems. He had to have multiple surgeries. 
And he ended up bouncing back. And then, you know, throughout his prime, you know, he would suffer injuries and his team would be able to hold him down. You know, he would miss whole series in the playoffs due to certain injuries. Like he missed um, uh, most of an entire season with an injury. And, you know, he was just talking about, you know, Steph, you know, He's showing signs of slowing down, which is ridiculous. You know, Charles is usually on point with some of his commentary, but uh, this one I can't really rock with. He said the Warriors are cooked, basically. This team is cooked. They're not a contender. And he also said that Stephen Curry cannot continue to carry the team at this point in his career. Now, I don't think that I think he's I think Chuck is correct as far as saying that Clay and Draymond are not what they once were. That's fine. But however, calling that team not playoff contenders is ridiculous. The Warriors will always contend as long as Stephen Curry is playing like he's in his prime. I mean, they need another all-star player that's in their prime. If they can get that, then maybe they could win two more championships, maybe. Because it's clear that Golden State Warriors can't have a youth movement. They clearly don't really give a shit about youth. They want guys around them that are win now ready. I mean, Moody and Kaminga, they are good, but they're not working. They're not developing fast enough for those other three guys who probably have like five years left each in this league. I feel like the Warriors should try to trade for a young all-star or an all-star that's in their prime and veteran role players. You know, something like what Philly got with Covington, with Morris, with Pat Bev. The Warriors need something like that. That's how they've won most of their championships if you think about it. Go back. That 2015 Warriors team had David Lee who was once an all-star, past his prime, but still productive, right? They had Leandro Barbosa. They had Sean Livingston. 
You know what I'm saying? You look at the 2017 team. You had Kevin Durant, who was like an all-star in his prime. <clears throat> you had um, David West. You had Maurice Spates. You had... Um, what's the kid? Uh, I, I think you had... Uh, It was somebody that was a key veteran. I think I might have said David West already. They did have like young guards like Patrick McCall. Like uh, they had a young forward named Jordan Bell that played his role pretty well. They had a. Uh, it was another dude on their team, Alfonso McKinney. I think that's what the kid's name was. They don't need, I mean, as long as Steph Clay and Draymond are there, they need something like that. They did one of the, those years, they added Matt Barnes to the team. They had heavy bench relief. And of course, Iggy, can't forget about Iggy. The Warriors need an aesthetic that's like, you know, the Philly Philadelphia 76ers uh, role players. They need something like that. Now, I'm not saying get rid of Moody and Kaminga. I think they should stay. But I feel like they should enlist some other vets. They should sign other veteran free agents. Because, I mean, I like the Sarich pickup. That's great. But I still think they need a couple of more guys that can offer knowledge to the uh, younger players. You know, you saw that they shipped out Jordan Poole. So the Warriors are still contenders, but they're missing, like, an all-star center or a solid center. Like, if the Warriors went and got Miles Turner and Buddy Hill, that team would be a lot better. But the problem is the Warriors don't have nothing to offer the Pacers. They would have to have a third team involved. Pistons fans have had enough. Oh, man. What's the streak at now? I'm curious. Because they lost again today. Like, I'm, I'm curious. Because the, the, the Pistons, of course, have the worst record in the league. Um, it doesn't show. Yeah, they're on a 17-game losing streak and did not win a game in November. A lot of people are calling for Monty Williams to get fired already. And, of course, they're calling for GM Troy Weaver to get fired. And I kind of agree with Troy Weaver being fired, but somebody from up top needs to tell Monty Williams to stop fucking with the lineup the whole time. 
You're never going to get consistency constantly changing the starting lineup every game. That's not going to work. But I already told y'all what the problem with the Pistons were was late game execution. They would have three great quarters all the time. But the fourth quarter, they're like deers caught in headlights. They make a turnover. They'll take a bad shot. They'll miss some free throws. They'll do everything in the world to give up the game. Give up the game. You know what I'm saying? And if you look at some of the losses during their 17-game win uh, losing streak, um, some of those losses were by less than 10 points. All of them were not blowouts. And yes, I praise the, the Pistons' bench depth, but a lot of the players have not been healthy. And Bogdanovich just came back today. So they have to reintegrate him in the mix. It's just going to be a struggle for the Pistons this year. More than likely, they'll end up with the uh, number one overall pick. But me as a Pistons fan, I've had enough and I've already declared them shit dead in the water for the season. When You, you can never recover from a 17-game losing streak. It's giving... <laughs> That Philadelphia 76ers team. It's giving that Bobcats team that won like seven, eight games. That's the path that they're on. DeMar DeRozan says that he wants to be traded to the Knicks or the Heat. Because, you know, DeRozan is a name that's heavy on the trade market. He would like to go to the New York Knicks or the Miami Heat. Those are his preferences for his trade destinations. Whether the Bulls will fulfill that request is whatever. I feel like the Bulls organization is going to uh, go for the right deal to help the team. Because it's clear that the Bulls currently as it stands is not going anywhere. It seems like Zach Levine has checked out mentally. Vucevic is just there. DeRozan is just there. And a team that had contender potential is now looking at the lottery. And is playing mediocre basketball. So the best option... Excuse me. The best option for them... To be honest, is to move DeRozan, Levine, and Vucevic, even though I think Vucevic, you know, is probably going to stay, though. He signed a contract extension, so I don't think he's going anywhere. But my thoughts on him possibly going to the Knicks, I mean, what would they have to give up to get him, though? That's the million-dollar question. Like, you're going to give them Barrett? Because Brunson and um, Brunson, 
Hart DiVincenzo um and Randall I think they're safe like are they gonna give up quickly they gonna give up Mitchell Robinson and Barrett maybe Or are you going to give the Bulls expiring contracts for uh, DeRozan? Because the only attractive piece that's actually... Or are you going to get the balls and trade Randall for DeRozan straight up? That's what you got to think about if you're the Bulls. Miami Heat, he would be perfect for the Heat. But unfortunately, I don't know if the Bulls are going to want Tyler Hero or any of the other role players on Miami right now. DeRozan is probably going to be a, a, a three-team trade. Because the places he wants to go, they don't have much to offer. Like, are you going to give up what? Lowry, Kevin Love's contract or something like that for DeMar? But part of the reason, of course, why he would want to play for the Heat is his former teammate Kyle Lowry. So that wouldn't make any sense for him to go there and Lowry is traded. It's definitely going to have to be Tyler Hero, Kevin Love, Josh Richardson type territory here. According to Adrian Wojnarowski, there is no trade market for Zach Levine right now. Still, like, damn. I mean, Levine is an all-star. Don't get it twisted. And the Lakers definitely want him bad. But again, man, it's no consistency with Zach Levine. Like, he's not a number one option. He's a number two to a superstar. Like, when you got to depend on Levine, he's not successful. When it's no pressure on Levine, he delivers. I think that's a part of the reason. Or the Bulls offers may be a little bit too crazy for a team to jump on. I don't know, man. I think Levine is tradable. I think the Warriors can work something out and get him. Or the Lakers. The Lakers definitely have the pieces to go get Zach Levine. They have the young players. They don't have the first round picks, but they definitely got the young talent. That could go right into Chicago and contribute right now. It's just up to Chicago if they want to make a deal with the Lakers. 
Like Lakers and Warriors are the two best places that he should be able to go, in my opinion. Or maybe go back to uh, Minnesota. All right, y'all. Let's get into these NBA games because uh, Sunday there are no NBA games because the uh, in-season tournament begins on Monday. So it seems like Monday and Tuesday, um, the in-season tournament is going to be like the only games. That's very interesting. Like one night is the tournament, the next night everybody plays. That's very interesting. I'm not gonna lie to y'all. All right, let's talk Friday, man. Let's talk about Friday's games as the uh, Orlando Magic defeated the Washington Wizards 130 to 125. The Magic are rolling. They're looking like that 6-7 seed I was talking about. As uh, Kyle Kuzma had 27 points. Ooh, we seven niggas in double figures and Washington still lost. Kyle Kuzma had 27 points. Daniel Gafford at 18 points 11 rebounds Jordan Poole had 14 points Corey Kisper had 15 points Landry Shamit had 13 points off the bench Bilal Koulibaly 15, uh, 12 points off the bench Franz Watner had 31 points 7 rebounds 8 assists Paolo Banchero had 28 points 13 rebounds 7 assists Jalen Suggs had 15 points. Joe Ingles had 14 points and 7 rebounds off the bench. Mo Watner had 18 points and 6 rebounds off the bench. Those Watner brothers, man, they are something else. I'm shocked that Cole Anthony... Wait a minute. Cole Anthony only had 4 points. He might have got hurt, though. The Memphis Grizzlies have defeated the Memphis Grizzlies defeated the Dallas Mavericks 108 to 94 as Desmond Bain put on a 30 point performance and the Memphis bench definitely showed up to blow up as Jalen Now had 19 points off the bench, Vincent Williams Jr had 15 points and 9 rebounds off the bench, Santi Aldama had 17 points, 12 rebounds off the bench. Did Jaron Jackson Jr. get hurt in that game? I'm curious. Oh, okay. He just played horrible. Because I was wondering, I'm like, he only got 14 minutes in that game on Friday. That's a strange sight. 
Let's look at Dallas side of things as Luka Doncic did not play due to the uh, fact that he had, uh, you know, he was trying to be there for his first child's birth. So uh, congratulations to Luka Doncic on his first kid. Kyrie Irving had a horrible game. 3 of 15 from the field. 0 of 5 from 3. Just a complete shit turd. Derrick Jones Jr. and Grant Williams both led their teams in scoring, both getting 16 points. But nothing more to say about the Mavericks as the Mavericks disappointed in that game. The New York Knicks defeated the Toronto Raptors 119 to 106 as Julius Randle almost got a triple double. He had 20 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists. Jalen Brunson had 22 points, 5 rebounds, 8 assists. Josh Hart had 17 points off the bench and 8 rebounds. Dante DiVincenzo had 21 points off the bench for the Knicks. Scotty Barnes had 29 points, 9 rebounds, 4 assists, 5 steals. Pascal Siakam had 21 points, 8 rebounds. And it's not much to say about the rest of the Raptors team at this point. As the Knicks held serve on the road. The Boston Celtics defeated the Philadelphia 76ers 125-119. to They did this without the services of Tyrese Maxey and Joel Embiid as they were suffering from illnesses. Philadelphia held it down in the absence of Maxey and Embiid, though. They had seven niggas in double figures. Pat Bev led all scores with 26 points, 8 rebounds, and 7 assists. Now, you know damn well if someone told you this, you wouldn't believe it. But, do you believe now? <laughs> Pat Bev was cooking. I wonder what Cam and Mace are going to say about this. Um, DeAnthony Melton had 21 points. Robert Covington had 18 points off the bench. Uh, Tobias Harris had 14 points. My goodness. There were four Celtics with 20 points or more in this game. As Jason Tatum, I believe, was ejected from this game. As Tatum had 21.7 rebounds, Al Horford had 20 points. Wow. Filling in for Kristaps Porzingis, Derek White had 21 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists. Jalen Brown had 20 points. The New Orleans Pelicans defeated the San Antonio Spurs 121 to 106. Eight niggas. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, eight niggas in double figures, and they still lost. That's crazy. And they were without Victor Wimbenyama. The only highlight to me was Vassell having 14 points off the bench, and he led all scores. 
Jonas Valley and Shunas had 24 points and 12 rebounds. He wreaked havoc on the Spurs. Brandon Ingram had 14 points. Zion had 12 points. CJ McCollum in his return had 19 points, 8 assists. Herb Jones had 17 points. And Trey Murphy in his return to the Pelicans, 18 points off the bench. Salute to Trey Murphy, man. I'm glad that he's back on the Pelicans. And he's about to show up and show out. The Denver Nuggets defeated the Phoenix Suns 119 to 111. Nikola Jokic had 21 points, 5 rebounds, 16 assists. Michael Porter Jr. had 19 points, 10 rebounds. Reggie Jackson had 20 points. Caldwell Pope had 15 points. Kevin Durant had 30 points, 11 assists. Joseph Nurkic had 31 points, and they still lost. Crazy. Josh Okogie had 13 points off the bench. Eric Gordon had 16 points. As they were without Bradley Beal and Devin Booker. Alright, let's talk about today's games. It's a lot of games to talk about. As the Los Angeles Clippers defeated the Golden State Warriors 113 to 112. As the Warriors blew another 20 plus point lead. They had the Clippers and they let it slip away. Time keeps on slipping, slipping out of the Warriors. Alright. So, Moses Moody, 21 points. Wow. That's what's up. I guess Andrew Wiggins didn't play. Draymond Green, 21 points, 9 rebounds, 21 points for Draymond. Wow. He ain't scored that in a long time. Whoever bet Draymond for 20 is probably at Roof Chris right now. Clay Thompson, 17 points. Steph Curry, 22 points, 11 assists. Let's look at the Clippers as Kawhi Leonard had 20 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists. Avisa Zubak, 12 points. James Harden, 21 points, 9 assists. Daniel Tyson, Norm Powell both have 12 off the bench. And Paul George hit the game-winning shot as Paul George finally bounces back from his slump. As he had 25 points, 6 rebounds, and 6 assists. A lot of people call this the uh, turn in the Clippers season. I kind of beg to differ. I know that the Clippers are going to be playoff contenders eventually. With 4 stars, I mean, on paper, they should win the title. So it's no excuses, man, like if the Clippers lose whenever they lose. This team should be there every night. Minnesota Timberwolves defeated the Charlotte Hornets 123 to 117. Carl Anthony Towns, without the services of Anthony Edwards, had... 
28.7 re- rebounds, 5 assists. Rudy Gobert, 26 points, 12 rebounds. Whoa. This dude hasn't played this hungry since Utah. I definitely underestimated him, man. I really did. Offensively. Defensively, I had no issues. But for him to be a formidable number three scorer is interesting. Wow. A lot of the Timberwolves fans are proving me wrong. But again, it's early. Holla at me at the All-Star break. Nas Reed, 23 points off the bench. On the Charlotte side, they were without LaMelo Ball as Terry Rozier had 23 points, 6 rebounds, 7 assists. Miles Bridges had 22 points. Gordon Hayward had 17 points. And P.J. Washington had 18 points off the bench. And Brandon Miller had 14 points. Move on to the Cavaliers and the Pistons as the Cleveland Cavaliers add lost 17 in a row to the Detroit Pistons as the Cavs defeated the Pistons 110 to 111. Um, Darius Garland had 22 points. Donovan Mitchell had 20 points. Max Struess had 22 points, five rebounds, five assists. Jared Allen had 19 points and 11 assists. Gorgas Niang had 12 points off the bench. Kate Cunningham had 23 points, 8 rebounds, 11 assists. Wow. Jalen Duran had 17 points, 11 rebounds. Killian Hayes had 13 points. And, Bo- uh, and Bohan Bogdanovich made his return to the lineup and scored 22 points off the bench. Yeah, man, Detroit just fell right into their late game execution issues. Like, they had the lead down to three in the fourth quarter, and the Cavs just ran up the score. And speaking of running up the score, the Brooklyn Nets beat down the Orlando Magic 129 to 101. I'm not going to lie. Brooklyn's a sleeper. What's their record? I'm curious now. The Nets are 10 and 9, and that's a very quiet 10 and 9, bro. I had said that the, the Nets could be like a play in team with their talent, but I didn't know they were above 500. That's crazy. Like, I've only seen like three or four Nets games this season, so forgive me. Let's get to these box scores. Franz Watner, 20.7 rebounds, 5 assists. Paolo Banchero, 19 points, 10 rebounds, 8 assists. Mo Watner, 18 points off the bench. And Cole Anthony bounced back after Friday as he had 20 points. 
Macau Bridges, 42 points, 12 of 20 shooting. Jesus. If, he can have, if Macau Bridges can average 26 a game, the Nets could contend. Like, this is a well-coached, well-rounded team. And Cam Thomas returned to the lineup. He had 20 points, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. It's good to see him back. Now I got a reason to watch the Nets again. My boy Cam Thomas. Spencer Dinwiddie, 22 points. Dennis Smith Jr., uh, 10 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists off the bench. Wow. Hawks and Bucks, I caught uh, a majority of this game as the Milwaukee Bucks defeated the Atlanta Hawks 132 to 121. My goodness. Ice Trey, 32 points, 12 assists. DeJounte Murray, 30 points. Damn. And they still lost. That's crazy. Clint Capella, 10 points, 17 rebounds. Sadiq Bay, 17 points, 9 rebounds. Bogdan Bogdanovich, 14 points off the bench. Giannis with the triple-double. 32 points, 11 rebounds, 10 assists. Malik Beasley, 16 points. Dame Lillard, 25 points, 9 assists. Bobby Portis, 15 points, 11 assists. Off the bench, campaign, 18 points off the bench. I think campaign made a major difference. Like, campaign could get on a run scoring-wise. But, you know, his issue is consistency. That was a great victory. Wow. Oh, wow. Upset special here. The Chicago Bulls defeated the New Orleans Pelicans 124 to 118. As a fan of the Pelicans, I'm pissed off. But um, Brandon Ingram had 23 points, 6 rebounds, 6 assists. Zion, 27 points. Uh... Jonas Valianciunas, 15 points, 10 uh, 10 rebounds, I'm sorry. Herb Jones, 17 points. I see the difference. I think the bench production of the Bulls propelled them to the victory. Um, DeMar DeRozan, 24 points, 10 assists. No Zach Levine for some reason. Uh Uh-oh. Kobe White had 31 points, 9 rebounds, 6 assists. Ayo Dosumo, 15 points. Torrey Craig, 15 points. The Indiana Pacers defeated the Miami Heat 144 to 129. Jesus Lord. As Tyrese Halliburton set out due to an uh, illness. Obi Toppin, 22 points. Miles Turner, 17 points, 10 rebounds. Bruce Brown, 30 points. Benedict Matherin, 16 points off the bench. Aaron Neesmith, 20 points off the bench. TJ McConnell, 20 points, 11 assists off the bench. Andrew Nimhard got the start. 
he only had four points, but he contributed 11 assists of his own. Indiana is the team to watch. I keep trying to tell people this. They're deep. They're deep as fuck, man. Pause. But let's look at Miami. Jimmy Butler, 33 points. I see that they were without the services of Bam Adebayo tonight. Orlando Robinson had 16 points. Duncan Robinson had 17 points. I mean, damn. They had seven niggas in double figures and still lost. Caleb Martin, 18 points. Yami Wakez Jr., 11 points. Kevin Love, 14 points off the bench. Josh Richardson, 16 points off the bench. But it wasn't enough for the Pacers without Tyrese. The Phoenix Suns defeated the uh, Memphis Grizzlies 116-109 to 109 as Jaron Jackson Jr. bounced back with 37 points and 9 rebounds. Desmond Bain had 27 points of his own. It seemed like they had to step up in a big game. Devin Booker returned to the lineup as he contributed 34 points, 10 rebounds, 7 assists. Kevin Durant had 27 points. Joseph Nurkic had 14 points. Those were the only highlights of the Suns. As we get to 30-0, as the Oklahoma City Thunder defeated the Dallas Mavericks 126-120, to but the Thunder had a 30-plus point lead. And Luka and the Mavericks, without Kyrie Irving, went on a 30-0 run to tie the game. But however, the Thunder kept their composure and didn't um, quit. Shake Gilgis Alexander, I'm not going to lie, I was kind of disappointed in him that he wasn't more assertive offensively. I don't know. They probably definitely were double teaming Alexander Pause. But um, 17 points, 9 assists, 5 steals for Alexander. Jalen Williams, 23 points. Chet Hongram, 11 points, 11 rebounds. Kaysen Wallace, 15 points off the bench. The other Jalen Williams had 14 points off the bench. And Davis Bertrands had 15 points off the bench. All three-pointers, of course. Now, this don't make no goddamn sense. Luka Doncic had 36 points, 15 rebounds, 18 assists, y'all. Luka is unhinged tonight. They did everything that they could to win that game. Wow. Derek Lively, 20 points, 16 rebounds. That's got to be a career high for him. Derek Jones Jr., 24 points. Wow. I don't think the Mavericks got proper bench production in this game. I think that's what cost them the game. This game went to overtime as the Utah Jazz defeated the Portland Trailblazers 118-113. to 
Shaden Sharp had 25 points. Malcolm Brogdon had 25 points. And Scoot Henderson playing much better, having 17 points. The Jazz won without Laurie Marketing tonight. Man, niggas is dropping like flies. Keontae George had 21, 6 rebounds and 6 assists. John Collins had 17 points. Walker Kessler had 12 points off the bench. Taylor Horton Tucker had 14 points off the bench. And Colin Sexton, 25 points off the bench. This game was really entertaining. The Sacramento Kings defeated the Denver Nuggets 123-117. Nikola Jokic, another triple-double. 36 points, 13 rebounds, 14 assists, 2 steals, and a block. Damn. Michael Porter Jr. had 13 points. Aaron Gordon had 17 points. Reggie Jackson had 20 points and 8 assists as Jamal Murray sat this game out. De'Aaron Fox, 26 points, 16 assists. Damn. DeMontis Sabonis, 17 points, 15 rebounds, 7 assists. Malik Monk was the story off the bench. 26 points, 9 of 14 shooting, 4 of 7 from 3. Him and De'Aaron Fox just worked so well together. I mean, they both were the backcourt when they were in college together. And last but totally not least, the Los Angeles Lakers got their lick back against the Houston Rockets as they defeated the Rockets 107-97. to Alperin Shingoon, 21 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists. Fred Van Vliet, 22 points, 7 assists. And that's kind of like all she wrote for the Rockets as the Lakers pretty much controlled this game from start to finish. Anthony Davis had 27 points, 14 rebounds. LeBron James had 16 points. Austin Reeves had 18 points off the bench. Max Christie had 12 points off the bench. Sounds like LeBron listened to my last show. Because he played like a number two option today. And he was letting Anthony Davis rock. He, Yeah, LeBron definitely heard the criticism of other sportscasters and people that felt like Anthony Davis is not getting the ball enough. So that was a good look for the Lakers, in my opinion. That's how the Lakers should play, through Anthony Davis. To create opportunities for other players. And I had also said that the Lakers don't need a roster adjustment 
They need to just simply play better, better basketball. But um, that is my show for today. I want to thank y'all for coming through and fucking with me and listening to this show. It's Keno Uncensored 30-0 run, and I'm gone.